Hey everybody, TLC here again. Uh, uh, it has been a little bit once again. Uh, sorry about that, but you know, uh, times have been pretty crazy and uh, busy. So uh, yeah, I've been working about around uh, how to you know get episodes in during all the summer times. So um, I think th- this time we should have have it down and. We're going to be having episodes. We're going to be going back to weekly, so that should be good. So don't expect any more long breaks, at least for a bit. And with that, let's get right into it, because it is super, super late where I am taping this. Like, ridiculously so. I probably should have done this earlier. Anyway, uh, that's perfectly fine. Today I want to talk about something that's been pretty interesting to me lately. It's it's the idea. It, it's weird to kind of... I don't know if there's actually a word for it. But it's, it's basically the idea of how the media loves to act as if people with, like, conservative values don't exist or they're, like, a very fringe minority. Like, that's the term you hear thrown around a lot, fringe, as in meaning that, like, they're only... The only people think of this are some weirdos that live on the edge of, of civilized society, they're, and, like, you know, they don't, everyone else thinks, like, the liberals, and, I mean, if you live in a liberal area, this messaging is especially significant, because you live in a liberal area, but, like, even in liberal areas, there are places with conservative values, and people, lots of people, like, places with people with conservative values, sorry, that's what I should say, this places can't have values, but, Except unless it's Texas. Texas is Texas has values. It's like just it's the place itself. But and point being, like even there, even in places as liberals, New York and New Jersey and California, there are still people with conservative values. They're just a bit rarer to find. And another thing is that even though there are a lot of people who call themselves liberals, not all of the liberals are super duper insane onto the liberal side like there's nuance in people sure it does seem as if the sides are separating more but ironically the more that like hyper liberals keep pushing further and further to the left and further and further into things that are go from like being vaguely defensible if you just kind of throw everything around to just complete and total insanity and depravity, or, I mean, like, okay, that's another thing. A lot of people act as if liberal policies have just taken this insane jump lately, and while it may seem that way, it really isn't that much. The only uh, the only thing that might be that is, like, the huge push or transgen, like, all of the gender ideology stuff that really stuttered up lately, but things like abortion have been the way they are like, with the Democrats and with, like, the liberal crowd for literally five decades, at least. Uh, This is, like, the... Ever since Roe is, like, when they were really started being, like, really supportive. I mean, they were supportive of it before Roe, and then since Roe, we've had all these problems, and it's become, like, a really, really big problem. But I think the big thing is that they're now just a lot more open about their policies and, like, very upfront about it and not being 
you know, the way that most politicians are, where they're all like, you know, they got to say all these weird abstract words to hide exactly what it is they're trying to get at. Now they're nowadays they're just being very straight up about it. Like Kamala Harris went on and she just started saying stuff about like reducing the population during a press conference because why? I don't know. That she it's it that's just great. Uh I'll read the quote to you here. During her speech, Harris said when we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population, more of our children can breathe clean air and drink clean water. And basically, the idea is, um, in case you didn't, well, in case you didn't hear that, she just said, let's kill a bunch of people so our kids can drink clean water, because that makes sense. But anyway, um, the story now is the White House says that basically Harris made a gaffe, and she was just, she just misspoke, she was supposed to read pollution, off of the little teleprompter thingy. But the weirdest thing is that right after she says this, everybody gets up and claps. So, you know, it, even if it was like even if it was a gaffe, let's let's give them benefit of the doubt and they say they weren't writing something creepy and satanic and messed up. And let's say that they meant to say reduced reduce pollution, not the population. Why would you still get up and clap if you heard something about reducing the population? And like this isn't the this isn't the only time that they've said things about this. They're always to all especially climate change people are always talking about how eventually the Earth's population is gonna be too big and the population is a problem and all these same people are usually proponent proponents of abortion and mass sterilization and all of these things. So it's like, you know what? Even if it was a gaffe, even if even if she was misspeaking, this is like things like that. She that that's what they're trying to do basically. That's one of their many goals apparently and based on their policies which are all like anti-family, anti-child. It it's something like that. You know, that it, it, it's not out of the question for them, definitely. But my point in all of this is that um, the reason it seems like a lot of people, like, or a lot of liberal policies have just exploded out of nowhere is because they are saying things out loud that are just completely straightforward and there's no filter on them anymore because their followers are basically so completely brainwashed that they can hear someone say, let's reduce the population, and then an entire room of them will get up and start clapping. Like, why? Why would you do that? Like, ignore politics. Ignore the politics part. Someone gets up from a room, says, we should reduce the population, and you all start clapping? Like, why? No one is, like, little put off by that? Like, hey... That sounds a little weird. Maybe we shouldn't be clapping for someone who just said we should reduce the population. But anyway, uh, yeah. So I'm. There's been some serious like dumbing and uh, dumb. That's a term people use. Like my mom uses that, and it's like it sounds like it's like an old term. It's like one of those like uh, kids these days terms with like the dumbing down of the population. 
But I mean, it kind of it's kind of accurate. People are just really stupid. Like a lot of people are just incredibly dumb. Like it's not about like 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 intelligence, like you know, book smart kind of thing. It's like in like I don't know, like Dungeons and Dragons, like stats. Like you got like intelligence and you have wisdom. Like lots of people have okay intelligence like they can do math or books or whatever i mean lots of people still can't do math and actually i mean actually that's still not even true there's lots of people who can't read at like there are lots of high schoolers who can't read above fourth grade level and all this nowadays so our literacy rate is uh plummeting but even like but like college libs for example are you know they are are smart enough to be in college and doing courses in college but they just are dumb and when they hear someone say reduce the population they probably also get up and clap like what it's just so ridiculous however there is a very clear bright side to all of this sort of i mean well the the bright side has nothing really to do with what the, the they're doing but it's more that there are people Lots of people who are normal and not, like, absolutely insane. And even if they call themselves Democrats or call themselves liberal, they still hold values that are, like, not completely depraved. And then on top of that, there are lots of people who are actually conservative or Republican. But, I mean, even the term Republican is getting a little iffy nowadays because lots of Republicans are just sellouts. Like Mitch McConnell. And most most of them are sellouts at this point. But conservatives, like put it that way, because they're the ones who are actually good because, you know, they want to conserve things. And li- libertarians are nice too. But yeah, conservatives specifically, usually of the Christian variety, though I think most, lots of them are Christian. There are like atheist ones, I think. I mean, and there are Muslims and whatnot. But yeah, usually, uh, and then the apolitical group. Of course, also, all the people who don't like to be concerned in politics usually also see someone saying something like, let's reduce the population, and are just like, what the hell are you talking about? This is why I say out of politics. And even though there are lots of people who just don't share the views of, like, hyper-extreme liberals, but generally aren't conservative, or maybe just not, it may not be so, or just kind of already political, or maybe liberal, but not as far to the left... There are actually lots of conservatives. Like, there are lots of people who are just normal, run-of-the-mill conservatives. Like, oh, hi, I like to watch Ben Shapiro and Matt Walsh and stuff. And I, like, you know, and you can find them basically anywhere. Except, like, California cities. They usually don't have them. But, yeah. I mean, these people, you can find people with your values or with similar values from across the entire country. Like, literally yesterday, I, I spoke again to someone, because I had met her before, but I had met this person just randomly at a party, and they, you know, they they were like an avid Trump, and she, yeah, she, she was an avid Trump supporter, she was, a, uh, she's a Christian, she was, you know, very, pro, she was very, very conservative. And she lives in New York, so it's like, you know, oh, wow, a conservative New York. That's like, I don't know, there's not really an analogy. What's an analogy for like something that's like super rare? That's a good question. I don't know, guys, it's like, 
It's like midnight. I don't. I can't think of analogies right now. Let's see. Um, I'm gonna say needle. Needle in a haystack is so overused. I hate to use it, but there's not really much else. Unless you want me to get into like, uh, like video game references, and then I'll lose the uh, half my audience because half the people following are like above thirty, I think, and they're going. To, it's going to be lost on them. So we'll stick with needle and haystack for now. It is finding conservative New York is like probably feels like finding needle and haystack, but there are actually a lot of conservatives in New York. They have their own like conservative clubs and whatnot, which is nice. And speaking of conservative clubs, there are lots of events like TPUSA, Turning Point USA, is the full term for. I guess it would be Turning Point, United States of America. But yeah, the events are called Turning Point. They're basically conservative events for young adults, uh, college age, also high school age, I believe. But don't quote me on that. Students who, no, no, actually, no, they're for high school students too. Because, yeah, no, no, no. I have a friend uh, who went to lots of those, so that's nice. Yeah, so Turning Point USA events are for high school and college students. And adults can go too, but you just have to pay more. Who wanted like hear conservatives speak? People like you know all of the normal like Daily Wire people, like Ben Shapiro, Matt Walsh, Michael Knowles, Candace Owens is now part of it. Jordan Peterson is Jordan Peterson part of Daily Wire now? I forget. Like I think he was doing some deal with them or something. Yeah, because he did he did a series like called Dragon Slayers and that was pretty cool. Uh, you should check it out. I I don't know why I'm plugged. I mean I'm. I know why I'm plugging Daily Wire. It's good, but, like, I'm not being paid by them. So, yeah. And then also lots of small, like, lots of other ones, like Dave Rubin, who not, who's not actually part of Daily Wire. He's uh, a completely different guy. He he created Rumble, which is really nice. And speaking of Rumble, I still have to work on getting on Rumble. This is all, that's all a work in progress. This is, this is largely a one-man show. So, uh, yeah. And this man is not even not a legal adult yet, so uh, it's you know we got we, we're starting off we're starting from the bottom, but we'll make it we'll make it to the top eventually. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So these events, I've have never actually been to one in person. I plan to go to one, but they are great for meeting other people with your values. And I've known a few people who have gone to them. And they all said that they're really good. And like, hey, I mean, if liberals from CNN could go to a Trump rally and say that, you know, oh, hey, this wasn't this, it wasn't so bad. The people are pretty friendly. Just think about what happens if, like, you know, conservatives go to, you know, conservative events like, you know, just listen to people that you agree with speak. I mean, that sounds dumb because it's just like, oh, yeah, I just go to hear my opinion. But in, in a way, it is kind of like that because it feels nice to have your opinion validated sometimes when literally everyone – well, it feels like literally everyone in the world is against you on that opinion and literally everyone in the mass media is against you in that opinion. But um, also you can learn a lot of things because these people are very smart and you know you know you might be able to pick up a bit from them, which is – Another reason why I listen to them a lot, because 
being able to, you know, have people who do this kind of thing for a living is a, they're a good example for me who's just who's doing the podcast. I mean, it's not it's it's fun. I don't know if I want to say it's for fun because I would like to profit off of it eventually. I just need to find sponsors, so that's going to happen eventually. Anyway, point being, um, those events are great to go to. They also have specialized ones for different situations, like there's a young women's conference, there's a men's conference, and there's conferences. Most yeah, most of them are not just specifically for men or women, but they have them for different events and things, and they just have them for fun because why not? But uh, yeah, they are. There are a lot of them, and that's where we get all like you know the videos. It's like Matt Walsh destroys student at TPUSA or like you know stuff like that. Maybe when, like, a random liberal comes into the thing and they're like, wow, I've got this cool question that's totally going to stump the person who totally didn't, isn't studying this for a living. Ha. Fool. Like, I don't know. I don't know what people do. Like, I wouldn't. Um, actually, I mean, I think I would go to one of those just, like, I, I don't know. That's a good question. Would I, would I like, waste time and money? I don't know. The promise is it costs money. So, like, I would not waste that much money and that much time just to go to like a random conference of liberals and just make like a weird gotcha point at them and then leave like it's just it's such a waste of, it's a waste of time and a waste of money i kind of understand the college ones that do it but even so you're like you're taking out all this time to listen to things that you are just vehemently against and then pose this one question at the person that <laughs> I like I don't know. I don't think it's I don't think it's worth it's worth the time. I think listening could be interesting, but like if my entire purpose was to go there simply and only to wait until the question section, propose an aggressive question and then just leave, I think that would be a waste of time. I would not do that. I do like debating though, but like debating is different. Debating would mean that I went there for the purpose of debating so like I was there and the entire event is the debate and like between the two or multiple people so that's different because it's not like oh I'm some random bystander I have this one single question and I'm going to take it like I'm like I'm on a time slot and all this stuff you get like two minutes for a question they give you a response and that that's it it's not a de- this is it, that's not a debate. If you want to go to a debate, you have to challenge the person to a serious debate, which is probably not going to happen in most cases. So yeah, I just I just don't know why they do them. But I'm getting sidetracked again here. Point being, besides the random liberals that sometimes appear to ask aggressive questions in an attempt to trap these people in their words, which pretty much always fails i've never seen an example of it working there was one guy who said that it worked on ben shapiro and like post the whole video about it and it was just a video of him getting his like rear end handed to him by this like you know tiny man on the stage because ben is ben is amazing um no offense to ben but yeah he's like i i think he's like what is he he's like five foot four I mean, he, he's kind of short, but, like, he's amazing, and he's, like, incre- he's a super intelligent, incredible debater. He's a great guy. Look up to him. But, yeah, he's just, um, yeah, like, the bird, bro is, it's Ben Shapiro. I don't think you're going to. 
Like, the, the, every, even liberals appreciate the guy, like, at this point. The, he He's become a meme, even at this point, but... Like, in, in, in a good way. It's not, not a bad thing to become a meme. But, yeah, um... He, it doesn't end well if you try to get into an argument with him. You, he, he has a very good track record in debates, along with pretty much everyone else there, which is another big reason why it's really good to go to the events, because you get to hear them talk. Not really debate, but more discuss, since they tend to hold the same opinions on things. But you can hear them discuss with each other. You can hear them just speak on their points, speak about what they're doing and what, you know, all kinds of different things depending on what the conference is and you can meet lots of people who are to share your values and making friends who share your values is incredibly important because if you have friends that don't share your values you have this problem where unless you are very good friends and that friendship is very solid and rooted in something that is like not those kinds of values which is a little rare if i'm being honest then you could have a serious problem because it the tension will come eventually. Like likely some aggressive tension. And I'm I'm saying this and I have I have friends who are not conservative and they don't mind that I am this way. Like and I don't really I don't I don't mind that they are more liberal. And we've gotten into like verbal scuffles before, like small little debates about things. And it's kind of it's kind of just chill because it's we we are friends be like you know deeper than the political thing, which in the end is the really the end goal for all people, and I think is it's I think it's way more important to be friends on like a moral basis than it is to be a, than you know just making political friends. But the problem is that nowadays a lot of the more a lot of people's morality is actually entwined into their politics which is very weird and very wrong i think in a lot of cases but it is how it is and that's largely because like liberalism has gone to this crazy extent where it is basically treated by like very far left liberals treat the thing as basically a religion and then the conservatives are usually Christian. So we have, and then conservatism follows the laws of Christian morality, while liberalism goes against those laws of Christian morality, usually very vehemently. <laughs> so this is where the issue of the like moral entanglement into politics comes in. And that's why I, especially nowadays, and especially for like young people of like, you know, like a 17 or 16 to 23 ish age, like that, like high school to college age, it's just, it's very important to have friends that do share your values so that you can talk to people about these things and have meaningful discussions and, you know, maybe make some really good friends that seriously share your values and are just, strictly speaking, good, generally good people and good friends. And I think it'll be pretty easy to find that there because people like to be friends with people that think the same way as they do. It makes for easy friendships, I think. But, and then uh, probably one of the biggest parts is that... Uh, I mean, this is not as important as the whole idea of, like, you know, camaraderie and 
coming together to appreciate the ideals of like conservative morals and Christian morality and the idea like you know how all these things are like you know a good way to live and all that kind of the nice part that is very nice though is the fact that it is usually free or very near very nearly free for people who are in that age group adults have to pay an adult ticket which is uh i don't know exactly i think it's like a few hundred dollars which is ouch but the student ticket which is for like high school age to college age students is like 50 bucks i think which is a very nice price and you get room and board i mean you're boarding with other people around your age but again it's a nice way to make quick friends and good friends that may like you know like they can last you a long time and they'll share your values which is nice to have it's it's important to have friends share your values even if all your friends don't share your values which is fair to assume because not everyone shares the same values then but it it's fine but it's still good to have friends that do share your values because when you want to have meaningful discussions about values you can have your family and then you can also have those friends that do share your values and that is actually one of the reasons I started this. Like, I just really wanted to, like, I wanted people to be able to hear from someone who is of a younger age and still holds, you know, like, you know, actual serious conservative values, which I think is nice. And I think it's important for people, because a lot of young people do actually hold conservative or conservative-leaning values, like, lots of young people don't like all the weird pronoun crap. Lots of young people don't like it. There was a great story by Fox News. I mean, it, was, it wasn't it was by Fox News. It was on Fox News. But uh, let me see if I can find it. Give me one second. Okay, here we go. Found it. Okay, here we go. Researchers horrified decry rise of fascism as students send mocking responses to woke survey. Malicious responses to the survey included identifying as illiterate and as an attack helicopter. <laughs> oh my gosh, people are great. Anyway, um, basically, story is uh, in a some academy. Uh, what is it? Oregon State University. In an article for the Bulletin of Applied Transgender Studies, academics from yeah the Oregon State University wrote about their shock at receiving sarcasm and mockery in response to their research into undergraduate LGBTQ students studying in STEM fields. So basically all the engineers and those kinds of people. The team claimed 50 of 349 of their responses to the questionnaire. So that's not even like... That's not even a big number. That's one-seventh about. It's like a little teeny tiny bit more because one-seventh would be, if it was even, it would be 350. 50 out of 350 is one-seventh. So one-seventh, that's, that's what? Yeah, that's like 14% of people gave a mocking response, which is not even that big. And they were like the rise of online fascism. 
okay. So, uh, yeah, basically a bunch of STEM kids, so the engineers and doctors and whatnot. I'm assuming most of these were guys because these response – not to say that women can't be, like, conservative or anything, but, like, these responses are things that guys would say. Like, come on. <laughs> like, 12 students indicated their gender as being related to a helicopter or aircraft – Ranging from an Apache attack helicopter to a V-22 Osprey. <laughs> You're telling me a guy didn't write it. It was a guy. Guy. That was a guy that wrote that. 90, 90% short. 99% short. I mean, sure, there's probably like a, there's probably the, like the girl that's funny and just like, like that. But I mean, this is like, this is a guy thing. Like this is, this is the definition of a stupid guy thing that is hilarious and absolutely needed in society. Very badly. In the section declaring one's disabilities, responses claim from being illiterate to lamenting my country is run by communists. One of them has said that identifying as transgender is a disability in itself due to the inability to come to terms with biological reality. One claimed to identify as a gift card, an ethnic gift card, and for disability said, I don't have enough gift cards. Oh my gosh. So basically, um, the takeaway here is <clears throat> the coming up the up and coming generation is not lost. We are going to fix all of the weird crap that the generation before us decided to make more prevalent in the world against likely the will of God and um, <clears throat> just common sense and sanity. Uh, but, I mean, even outside the mock responses, there were also responses that were, you know, just genuine. Like, my skin color is not important. Come on, man, these questions are stupid. Everyone is a grab bag of genetics from all over the world. And what else do you want to know? What I ate for breakfast? This question is unnecessary. But, like, it's, a, it's, it's just really nice to know that there are other people out there that do share views, and it is nice to see kids... You know, saying things that are around that too. People, I mean, they're not kids, kids really, but they're still young adults. They're basically kids. They're my, they're around my age, and it's it's nice to see stuff like that. It's nice to see that they aren't all like just going crazy for this stuff. And then the researchers are like online memes associated with the white nationalist and fascist movements were present throughout the data alongside memes and content referencing gaming and nerd culture. That's a real quote. He probably said it in that voice too, but like that's a real quote. That is, I am reading, I read that quote word for word. Like, what the heck, man? Why? Why would you say that? Oh my gosh, what the heck? The research team declared that the mockery they had received had a profound impact on moral and mental health. <laughs> my gosh. The paper claimed that, quote, managing the study's data collection caused significant personal distress. And time had to be taken off the project to heal from traumatic harm. Why? That's like... 
Okay, this is like the most stupid thing. Why do libs? Why like why do liberal people act so sensitive about getting like random online hate, and then half of them just spend all of their time going on to like Twitter and just trolling people and like going ridiculous, saying ridiculous out of the park things in the comments, and just burning down people on social media for no reason. And the second someone says something about them, they have to go into like. Trauma recovery? I've got a PTSD recovery now? Like, what? What? That's just like... That's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I can't believe I'm reading this. I... I can't believe I'm reading this. I... I honestly... I can't believe I'm reading this. But it is... This is... This is... This is where we are in the world now. Thankfully... From this, we can. This is a great example. I think really good way to close off the video, uh, the video podcast. That you know, we are not alone in the world. There are a lot of conservatives, and even though that was only fourteen percent of the kids, that's like some random people from Oregon. Just imagine the possibilities. If you take all the people from across the country. All of the ones who still like memes, which apparently are now fascist and white nationalists. You can't like memes anymore, guys. It's a, you, you're, you're a fascist if you like memes. Apparently. <laughs> like, what? That just... I, I don't... I don't know. I don't know anymore with these people. But, yeah. There are still a large number of conservative people in the country who share our values and, you know, really actually want a good future for the country. I wouldn't say that, like, no liberal people want a good future for the country. Lots of them don't. Lots of them genuinely just want to see America burn because they think it's racist and the epitome of evil. But, like, I think most of, like, the average run-of-the-mill everyday people who just call themselves liberal would like a good future for this country. They just have, like, a twisted idea of what that good future is because of all the lies they've been fed. (sighs) But still, yeah, I just, you know... It is nice to know that there are still lots of people in the world who are conservative. You know, we're not alone. It's not gonna be, um... It's not like we're being overrun completely and we're just... There's nobody left that shares our values. We're just fringe weirdos on the edge of... Like, no. There are lots of people who are conservative. Lots of them. And eventually, we're going to need to be heard. So, you know what? The libs can keep saying whatever they want and all this weird stuff and calling everybody racist and every kind of ist and ism that they can come up with and every weird word that doesn't even make any sense... Or it probably didn't exist in the English language before they came around. <laughs> but, you know, slowly we are taking back the heart of the nation. We have the, the kids. The younger generation is growing up largely more conservative than their parents were because they are not, we are not stupid and we're seeing how extreme liberal, liberalism is leading this country down a gigantic pit. Of nothingness. It's like the thing from the Lego movie. It's 
the endless abyss of nothingness. That's where the country is headed if we have Joe Biden win another election. <laughs> like, it's just, it's all over, guys. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah, that's why I'm going to continue this show, even if my uh, sponsorship count is at a grand zero and my profit is probably negative at this point. I'm going to keep doing it because, you know, for the few people that do hear and appreciate it, it makes it worth it to me that, you know, I can do something for some people, somebody out there. If someone, someone out there is made glad by this or, you know, is reinforced in their values or strengthened to go out and speak on their values and defend their values, I think that this has been for the best then. Anyway. So this week, I'm going to watch that new movie that came out, Sound of Freedom, which is supposed to be really good, and I have a lot to say about that, but I'm not going to say it now because I'm already above the time that I was supposed to have for this video because it's supposed to be like maximum half an hour, and we're already at nearly 40 minutes, and it would be fun to extend it to 40 minutes, but I'm not going to do that because I don't want to take up more of your time. So uh, we're, gonna, we're going to cut it off here, but I'm going to watch that this week, so next week... Uh, on Tuesday, you can watch. No, sorry. You can watch my or not. You can watch. Yeah. Uh, you can't watch it. You can. You can watch like the symbol on the screen stays static while I speak to you. But you can listen to the next episode, which will be about the sound of freedom. After I watch it, and you know, there's going to be a lot to say on that. So, uh, thanks guys for listening. This has been a long one, but I think it's good because I had a lot of like short ones that were kind of skimpy and it feels good to have a nice, like meaty, good, long episode like this one. So I will see you guys next week. Thank you. God bless and adios. TLC out. <laughs>